Shavua Tov, Mishnah Yomi for this week is starting off in Chapter 4 of Nadarim, Mishnah Dalit as well. On behalf of the entire Mishnah Yomi Shir, we want to wish a special Mazel Tov to Heshi Vox, who's celebrating his Bar Mitzvah today with a Siyum of Shas Mishnayos, an amazing accomplishment for anyone. Kalvachomer, a very outstanding accomplishment for a Bar Mitzvah boy. We wish you well. Mikhail Ochail, you should go from strength to strength in your learning and your mitzvot. So Mishnah Dalad, Hamudur Hana Mechavero, one who is subject to a vow of any benefit from another person. For example, Ruvain made a vow that Shimon can have no Hana, no benefit from him, or Shimon made a vow that Ruvain, he will not get any Hana from Ruvain. So then what happens? Venichnas Levakro, he goes in to visit him. Ruvain goes in to visit Shimon. Now what happened was Shimon took ill. He was sick. So this visit is Bikur Cholim, not just a social visit. Omed, the Mishnah says, he may stand up during his mitzvah of Bikur Cholim. Of course, it's not just visiting, it's trying to make sure the needs of the sick person are taken care of, making sure they're receiving adequate medical attention and adequate food, of course. So he can stand while he does this, avalo yoshev, but he shouldn't sit down. The Mepharshim say either because really at that point it becomes a social kind of interaction, not just a mitzvah, or they say because in some places they used to pay people to sit with the sick people to make them feel better, make them feel that people are paying attention to them and care about them. So that would be effectively a financial benefit, a hanah. The Mishnah goes on, umarpehu refuat nefesh. And Reuven can heal Shimon a healing for himself, avalo refuat mamon, but not for his property. So he could provide him medical care for free, even though that's really a humongous benefit, but not for his, he can't be a vet for his animals. Now, the reason is we saw he could return his lost object, Hashavas Aveda. Returning lost objects is a mitzvah in the Torah. So what if someone loses their health? Then there's also a mitzvah to help them get their health back. So he could technically provide that service for free. And he's also doing a mitzvah. It's interesting, in Bavakama, we had a case where a doctor accidentally inflicted an injury on someone, and then the doctor offered to do the healing, to do the medical care, that the person had the right to turn down the doctor because, after all, he's the one who inflicted the injury. So this is not such a case. The Mishnah here goes on, V'rochetz imo v'ambati gedola, and they can share the same bathtub if it's a large bathtub. Baruch Hashem, nowadays we have private bathrooms with running water, but back then they used to have a bathhouse with a bathtub that was shared by multiple people. They had men's hours, they had women's hours, and, you know, a lot of people would be in the bathtub. So if it's a big one, you're not benefiting from the body heat of the other person. If it's a smaller bathtub, you know, a little hot tub, then the other person's body heat is benefiting you. And they can sleep on the same bed. Now, this is not talking about Shimon's bed, who's, you know, Reuben can't have any benefit from. But if they're lodging at the same inn and the innkeeper puts everybody in the same bed, so even though there's some shared body heat, it's not forbidden. It's just an incidental uh, fact of physics. Rabbi Yehuda, maybe Rabbi Yehuda says, Yes, he says, during the summertime, when additional body heat does not help you, then they could share a bed of But during the rainy season, the winter time, they cannot because Reuven is, is warming and benefiting Shimon just by sharing the blanket. The Mishnah continues, they may recline together on the same couch. Mesiv is hasaba, what we do on the Pesach Seder. 
coming up fairly soon on the horizon. So they used to recline. So too, we lean, we relax. They used to, so they could do that on the same, they could share the same couch. They can share the same table. We're not worried they're going to eat off each other's plate. But they shouldn't take from the same serving platter. And they certainly shouldn't share one plate of food. We're worried that Ruvain will leave a bigger piece for Shimon, which he's forbidden to do. That benefits him. But they can eat together, Imo, with each other, from a serving platter which returns. So this can either mean they're passing it around and everyone's taking what they want and no one really cares what the other person takes, or it can mean it goes back to the kitchen and they refill the platter. So in such a case, with ample food available, we're not worried that Ruvain will leave any extra for Shimon. The Mishnah adds, Lo yochel imo minha avus. He shouldn't eat from him from the avus, the bowl, shalifnei hapolim, that they put in front of the workers. When we get to Bava Metzia, it's, it's only a year or two out, so in Bava Metzia, we learn about business practices, and there's a whole chapter that starts, Hasocher et hapolim, one who hires workers, has to feed them lunch. So when they would feed them lunch, they would put it in a big bowl and the workers all shared. So they should not do so uh, because Ruvain, again, could leave over more food for Shimon and give him benefit. And they shouldn't work together in the same row, the same furrow of harvesting. That's according to Rabbi Mayer. He's concerned that the one who's not allowed to give benefits will, you know, make it a little easier, clear the path a little better, prepare the stocks a little better for his fellow, and he's not allowed to help him. The other sages say, They could work in the same row, provided there's a little bit of distance. So we see from here, it's normal for, for the guys to work together, mamish together, helping each other out. So it's normal to be together and working as one and, and always, you know, trying to do what you can for the other worker. Let's go on to Mishnah. Hey, one subject to a netter, not to benefit his fellow. Livnei shvit. And it's before Shvit, lo yored letoch sedehu, he cannot go in his field, because after all, it's drisat regel, and that is usur, it's using his property. Eno ochel minenotot, and he can't eat from the fruits that are hanging over the property line either. Uba Shvit, and once the Shvit, the sabbatical year, arrives, the Shmita year, eno yored letoch sedehu, he still can't go in the other man's property, because even though technically it's Hefker, really the fruits on that property are Hefker, but the land he has no rights to use. But he could eat from fruits that are hanging on branches that go over the property line. So he's not entering Shimon's property at all. The Mepharshim being another way to understand this Mishnah is Lifnei Shvit might mean the neder was made before the sabbatical year when it was under the control of the landowner, and therefore it remains forbidden. But if he tries to make the netter on Shvit himself, the sabbatical year himself, it can't affect those fruits that are outside of his property because they've already been made hefker by the decree of the Torah, because it's a mitzvah in the Torah that on the sabbatical year, the fruits became hefker, as we learned in great detail in Masechet Shvit. Finally, the Mishnah contrasts this to a case where it was Nadar Haimenu Machal, where the netter was not restricting hana, any benefit, but restricting machal, food-related benefit. If it's livnei shvit, uh, before the sabbatical year, he can go through the other man's field. That's called drisat regel, and that's a hana, but it's not food-related. And he can't eat any of the fruits. Bashvit, on the sabbatical year, yorid v'ochil. He can go into the property, he has the right to, and he can also eat, because now the fruits are 
Hefker. They don't belong to the landowner. They belong to everyone because that's the mitzvah in the Torah of the sabbatical year. Yeshar Kochachem, Mazel Tov to everyone and a good